Welcome back to episode two of the Kevin and Krieger Show, brought to you by DHS Press. We're talking Sweet 16, which tips off tomorrow night at 7 p.m. But Wyatt, first, let's go into the best games of last week. Yeah, Kevin, it was a really action-packed um, slate of games. A lot of good ones, a lot of ones that came right down to the wire, some overtime games. But I think the best game of the weekend was Sunday's round of 32 matchup, Wichita State versus Kentucky. Um, a lot of back and forth in that game, a lot of great players too. But I think Kentucky had control of that game for the most of the second half, made a, made a pretty big run, but Wichita State never gave up. A team that was a little underseated by the committee, but they, they, they showed a lot in that game, and they, they don't deserve to be disrespected very much um, in the future. But uh, point, their point guard, Shamit, hit two long threes that um, – Brought the game really close, and I think in Kentucky he had some great defensive plays, un unlike Kentucky, who's normally played throughout the season. But that's that's what sealed the game for them, ironically. Yeah, sure. Okay, so my favorite game of last week was the Rhode Island-Oregon game. Now, I've liked Rhode Island. Uh, you know, the high-flying team, they're quick, uh, you know, powerful team. Uh, but talk a little about that game. Uh, in the second half, Rhode Island went on a 14-2 to run, and it, it looked like they were they had the game, and they were, you know, Pushing it forward, but uh, they out Oregon ended up outscoring Rhode Island 37 to 26 in the second half, and with Oregon hitting big threes, uh, you know it was too much for Rhode Island. That's one thing. One thing I saw in that game, Rhode Island was up about three with with the ball with under a minute left, and they like a lot of teams, a lot of underseated or underdog not underseated underdog teams in the tournament did. Yeah. Um, this and past it weekend, shows, it just shows the inexperience there. Like, like a lot of under underdog teams did pass this past weekend. Like you said, it does show a lot of inexperience. They just stopped running offense, and Rhode Island had a really bad last possession that would have possibly sealed the game, put them up by uh, multiple more than one possession, mm -hmm. and then they had a bad, a really bad last last possession that would have either tied the game or put them well, in. We put saw that in the over, USC game too. Time. USC, um, an another lever, another. Another 11-3 matchup with Baylor. Baylor went on a 7-0 run to win the game. So, yeah. you know, a team that just couldn't score towards the end and, it, you know, showed their inexperience. Mm -hmm. All right, we're talking biggest surprises from last week. Why? Go ahead. Um, first one, I think it was South Carolina playing so well. They really were – Duke was playing really well in the first half against them, and they stunned a lot of – busted a lot of brackets – with that round of 32 matchup, but South Carolina was making a lot of shots. They played great defense. I think Coach K, after the game, said that South Carolina was the this, that was the toughest defense they've played all year. But along with their defense, they scored 65 points in the first half, in the second half mm -hmm. against Duke, and that was really the reason why they won the game. South Carolina, a team that came out of nowhere. Um, but talking about the Villanova Wisconsin game, Wisconsin showing that they're not an eight seed, as you said. Um, they played like a one seed in that game, you know, with the leadership of Nigel Hayes and Bronson Koenig. Uh, Koenig. Sorry? Bronson Koenig. Bronson Koenig. Um, yeah, but, but, but with the senior leadership there, I, I really like that team. I also think with that game, um, you can look into to the seeding and whatnot, but Wisconsin is a really bad matchup, I think, for a team like Villanova. Not a lot of post presence, and Wisconsin was able to just feed it 
down low, even when their guards were their, some of their best players, Ethan Happen, Koenig, were in foul trouble, they were able to feed it to Nigel Hayes in the post, and he was able to get whatever he want, wanted. And you saw it in the last possession that eventually won the game. None of them, none of, their, none of the, get it to Hayes down low, none of, the, none of their bigs could keep up with them. Yeah, so let's move on into the upcoming week, games this weekend. Why? which games are you excited about? So the first, I think it's pretty obvious, um, UCLA-Kentucky. A lot of NBA talent, um, especially with um, the guards of Kentucky, and you could say like you could say the guards of UCLA as well with Lonzo Ball for UCLA, one of the most dynamic players in the in the country. I think he's a shoe in for a lottery pick next year. And then Kentucky, you've got Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox. Malik Monk hasn't had that great of a tournament so far, but De'Aaron Fox, when Malik Monk's not playing well, um, he De'Aaron Fox picks up his slack. But that game is going to come down to defense, and I think UCLA has shown a little bit more defense, and they've also shown that they can't really be stopped on offensively. So I think UCLA, with a combination of their defensive presence showing up late and their overall offensive ability and depth, I think UCLA takes that game. That sure is a heavyweight matchup. I mean, out of all the games in the Sweet 16 here, I think that's number one. Um, you know, in the heavyweight. Category. What's another good one? What's another good one you got? I like my team, Michigan. The Oregon Michigan game. Um, you know, I've been waiting to talk about Michigan here. They're running the Cinderella story just like that UConn team in 2011. But Michigan, um, you know, they got a they got a tough matchup against Oregon, who's led by uh, Dylan Brooks, a guy who made who made huge plays in the round of 32. But yeah, I do. I do like the Oregon Michigan game. That should be a good one. Um, but I like I like Michigan coming out on top. That's the thing. Michigan not really a deep team, but you saw Derek Walton and Mo Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner scored twenty five points last week, shooting seventy five percent field goals, and he was able to score in a and lot of different ways. Walton, I think he had he scored barely in the first half. I think he came out a little bit more in the second half, but it was it was mostly. Uh, what's his name? Wagner. Wagner. It was mostly Wagner who, you know, showed leadership for that team. So, yeah, I like I like what they're doing there in Michigan. Another good game I got, um, it's going to be Gonzaga-West Virginia. I think two teams that are playing better than almost anyone in the tournament right now. West Virginia beat a really good Notre Dame team, and you saw how their press sped up um, the Fighting Irish. But Gonzaga was able to withstand, yes, with the help of some bad calls. They were able to withstand Northwestern's large run. They were up, they were up big. Um, Northwestern fought back, and then Gonzaga was able to take control down the stretch. So I think if Gonzaga's guards can handle the West Virginia press and they can play good enough defense to shut down West Virginia, I think they'll they'll win that game. West Virginia, a good team in press Virginia, right? They're, I mean, they, as you said, Notre Dame could not handle that so press. So with the other games, who do you got going in, in, into the East region? You got... Wisconsin, Florida, Baylor, South Carolina. Who do you got moving on to the lead eight and playing each other in that matchup? Well, I love Wisconsin, and I'll tell you why. Because they have great, they have great strategy. I mean, to beat Virginia Tech, they had they had the three ball from Koenig, and then uh, Hayes down low. So I mean, it's it's either or. So you got a you got a double Hayes, and you get it out to Koenig. So I like Wisconsin coming out of the East. Um, I think they're gonna play Baylor. I just because South Carolina the inexperience there. I think Baylor. Comes out on top mm-hmm. there, but I like Wisconsin going in the Final Four. So East region, you got Wisconsin, South Carolina. West, 
who you got who you got in that Xavier Arizona game and who do you got playing each other after that? Um, yeah, I like I like Xavier a lot. Xavier a team that that proved themselves this turn. Um, but I think Arizona with their depth is just a little bit too much. An athletic team mm-hmm. led by uh, point guard Parker Jackson Cartwright, and I think he really just knows how to slow the game and run their offense. And I like Arizona coming out of the West region. You like Arizona? I do. I do too. I think sure. they'll end up playing Gonzaga, and I just think their depth has really shown how they can withstand a lot from other teams. And then you said Michigan. You've got Michigan making it to your Final Four. But I've, I just think Kansas, the way they've been playing as of late with their guard play, I think no one's going to beat them in this whole field. And I think Michigan's Cinderella run will get cut short. But into the South, UNC-Butler matchup, not much of an exciting matchup, but I think UNC will win that game. UNC-UCLA's potential to be... Can I stop here? What do you like about Butler? I, I, I'm a big fan of Butler. Butler, they... I mean, they played in a really good conference this year. They beat, they've beat. they beat a lot of good teams throughout the year, too. And Villanova twice during Villanova, the Villanova twice. And that last Middle Tennessee team, although they were 12, was a really good team. And Butler controlled that game from the start. But they play really good defense. They're pretty deep. They can shoot. They can shoot the three very well, and they can score in many different ways. But if they find themselves in a matchup with UNC, I don't find them being able to handle their size. And UNC hits the offensive glass better than anyone. And UNC showed they can win games when they're not shooting very well from the perimeter. I like UNC too. I don't like them coming out of that the South there, but I do like them beating Butler. I, you said their size. Uh, they can shoot the three ball a little bit, but I do like UCA coming out of the South. UCLA, I said, as I said last time, an athletic team, um, the most athletic team in the tournament, I think, and I think they will come out of the South. All right, so now we're moving on. We're going to the best one player of the tournament through the round of 32 so far, and I'm going to go with Frank Mason, point guard of Kansas, averaging 21 points per game so far in the first two games. Really dictates the tempo for that great. Bill Self, coach team. I think he compliments his the players around him better than anyone does in in this tournament. And also, I think with Josh Jackson playing as well, if he can, if him, if Josh Jackson and Graham can contribute as much as they are, and the bigs, when Mason gives them the ball, if they can, if they can finish and perform, I think no one beats them. Like I said before. Who you got? Solid pick there, Wyatt. I like Nigel Hayes, as I said earlier. Um, Hayes, a big physical guy who can get by anyone. He can do it all. Um, he's trying to make a run at his third Final Four. Um, we'll see if he can do it. I like them, but um, yeah. But Hayes, a guy who can who can you know dictate the game down low. I like him. A lot of things. I mean, Nigel Hayes. He's a completely different player if he's hitting his jump shot, and sure. I think that just makes adds a different aspect to his game. Because if you saw. Towards his freshman and sophomore years, he was definitely had a, a presence of a jump shot. And throughout his junior and senior years, he's gotten away from that. He can't really shoot three-pointers anymore. But he, if he can hit that mid-range jump shot when bigs are sagging off him like they are in the tournament, then I, I think he's near unstoppable. Which makes Wisconsin such, such a threat. All right, thank you for joining us on Episode 2 of the Kevin and Krieger Show, brought to you by DHS Press. We will be back to, re- to recap the Final Four. And we'll be back to preview the Final Four next Thursday.